You're listening to Two Gomers Run a Marathon, a podcast about two regular guys trying to do something they've never done before. This is episode 14 for the week ending Sunday, December 20th, 14 weeks to the race. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart Welcome, everybody. This is Anthony speaking, one of those two aforementioned gomers, coming to you for the last time before Christmas from St. Petersburg, Florida, with my friend Stephen out in snowy Flagstaff. Oh, that's sad. I know, man. Three Christmas episodes isn't enough. Well, that that's why it's good that we have the Christmas Rewind next week, to give a small taste, one last oh, yeah. taste of Christmas after Christmas for the listener. Yeah, you're totally right. And dude, you just said, like... 14 weeks to the race, episode 14. Yeah. It's kind of weird. <laughs> I mean, I think what we're going to find when the new year hits, and it's actually 2010, yeah, that we're going to be talking a lot more about the actual marathon. You know, we've, right. we've hit the midpoint. We're coming up to this thing where, I mean, this is it, dude. The marathon is coming up. It's real now. Yeah. I mean, after this week, uh, well, starting next week, we won't have a week that we run less than 10 miles yep. on a Sunday and or Monday. And we're coming up to the point soon where each week we'll be running farther than we've ever run before. Yeah, you're totally right. <laughs> so enjoy Christmas while it lasts, sucker. <laughs> yeah, one last party, one last hurrah. <laughs> before everything comes crashing down. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Dude, speaking of uh, cool Christmas stuff, I know yep. I saw on Twitter that uh, you had a Home Alone-related surprise right yeah uh-huh well so okay i'm gonna get so much flack for my friends <laughs> yeah i mean my music friends right. that are like john williams is stupid you know <laughs> yeah but you won't get any flack from me dude no i know i didn't get any flack from my normal friends when i i emailed all you guys when we got our music you know and i had the the home alone soundtrack in my or the home alone score in my my bassoon folder oh man that sounds amazing yeah, I was like, yes, somewhere in my memory, I'm going to practice that. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry, get home and practice. Right. Actually, the bassoon part is not hard at all, but it's fun. It's so, like, nostalgic. So yeah. people that don't like it, whatever. Um, but anyways, yeah, so I'm going to be talking about uh, where I think that that movie score came from, my Home Alone dissertation Yeah. later on the podcast. Definitely. Um, but either way, it was super fun to play that. But, okay. While we're talking about movies, yeah, can I share two more movies real quick? Because, you know, <laughs> even though we're three weeks into this, we're still talking about movies. Of course. I'm surprised it didn't come up earlier. So you forgot right. two movies that you like. Is that right? Right, yeah. So one quick Christmas tradition, dude, uh-huh. that me and Aaron have done now, I think this is going to be our sixth year. Yeah. The night before, so we haven't done it yet, actually, but the night before we come home for Christmas. Yeah. We always open presents okay. and watch While You Were Sleeping. Oh, dude, I watched it last night. Yeah, really? Yeah. Nice. I think it's Sandra Bullock at her best. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I, I probably had a crush on her at some point when we were younger. <laughs> I did when she was in Speed. Right, that's what I was going to say, that movie where she's on the bus. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, 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 that is that is totally fun. But, uh. Okay, enough about Sandra Bullock. Yeah. It's fun to watch. Like, we always open presents and watch that. Okay. And then, 
One other thing, dude. Yes. Okay, the Santa Claus 2. Oh, yeah. Okay, we talked about that last week for a second, but Aaron and I just watched that. Have you ever seen 2 before? Oh, yeah, tons of times. Okay. But here's my thing about 2. Yeah. Okay. At the very end, Juliet from Lost. Yes. Right, becomes, so spoiler alert, everybody. Becomes Mrs. Um, Claus. Yeah. Okay, but just uh, just think about this. She, like, falls in love with this dude, and then as soon as they get married, he gets super old and fat. Wait a minute. I didn't sign up for this. Exactly. Um, but I was just thinking, like, if it was the reverse, that, that, w- that would never happen, right? Well, doesn't it sort of happen? She does that little dance at the end, and she looks a little bit chubbier. Really? Yeah, th- during the credits. Oh my gosh, this is so geeky. During okay. the credits of Santa Claus 2, <laughs> yeah. J- Juliet from Lost does this little yep. dance as Mrs. Claus, all dressed up, and she looks kind of okay. pudgy. Now, there's a little bit of a, you know, there- there's a hole in the plot there, because in Santa Claus 3, she doesn't look like that anymore. Oh, she lost the weight. She went to a Biggest Loser uh, <laughs> North Pole edition. Well, actually, she's pregnant in the third one. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, excuse me. You haven't seen <laughs> Santa Claus 3 yet. Okay, but anyways, I'm just saying if, if like, a dude yes. married a chick on a movie right. or in real life, and then the second after they got married, she got old. Yeah. And, you know, whatever. He'd be so out of there. Right. <laughs> so it's it's just, it's classic double standard. I hear you, dude. In the media. I feel a little bit bad about spoiling Santa Claus 3 for you, even yeah, though it's been okay. out for five years. <laughs> well, it's it's planning on recording in a couple days, so we'll watch it. <laughs> Martin Short is to die for in that movie. <laughs> All right, dude. Well, we should, we should get this thing started. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. So let's hear some... Uh, Song, our last Christmas song to run to teasers. Okay, here's my song to run to teaser. Oh. And here's your song to run to teaser. <sighs> okay, let's head on over to the Week in Review. Hey, Gomers! Merry Christmas! This is Amy Robles calling from Hawaii, and I just want to send you a special shout out to you and your families, and hope you have a wonderful holiday season. And next year brings all the blessings and happiness you can enjoy. And most importantly, Melikilikimaka is the thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. All right, aloha. Hey, Gomer Nation. It's Alan from Alberta, Canada. I just want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Hey Anthony, this is Tiffany. I was calling you to give you a quote on the uh, wiper blades for your Civic. It's going to be 7525 for both blades. The driver's side runs 5192 and the passenger side runs 2333. If you could give me a call back at 727. Thank you. Hey! Ho ho ho! How's it going over there in the week in review? <laughs> I'm sure Amber's boyfriend is really mad right now. He's probably like, see? <laughs> I hate those idiots. <laughs> um, okay, dude, we okay. We had somebody write a tweet that was like, 
uh, I think you should never say the word spoiler alert. Yeah, what was it? Like, a, a, a true what? man never says the word spoiler or something. Yeah, something like How that. Offensive. And Right. Okay, let me just real quick say why I say that all the time. Yes. I, like, hate having stuff ruined. Right. Like, I like watching shows from the beginning, which is why I still haven't watched Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> Because I need to watch things in order. Yeah. Like, whenever people talk about Harry Potter, I'm still like, la, 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 because I haven't read them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, that's why I always say spoiler alert, mostly as a total joke. Yeah. But just for me personally, I hate having stuff ruined. Right. So Man, I, I feel really bad now about telling you that Mrs. Claus is pregnant. Eh, it's fine. Bruce Willis was dead in Sixth Sense. <laughs> So there. You didn't even say spoiler alert when you said that. Right. Good job. You're learning. Yep. Okay, dude. Well, we are in the week in review. Yeah. Need I remind you? Yeah. Um. So how did your week last week go? All right. We had a good week. Um. Okay. Ended up getting in about 17 miles this week. Okay. Um, yeah, that's plus great. lots of walking. So mm-hmm. each week is growing. Um, yeah. Did our nine and a half miler. Well, yeah, some, something like that yesterday. So mm-hmm. we're recording this on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, okay. So <laughs> this is kind of funny because I think you're going to talk about in your weekend review weather. Yeah. Most likely how it affected your run. Right. We were going to do our long run on Sunday. And okay. it was so hot, dude. Ugh, I can't and even. I, I can't even imagine that. Yeah, I mean, you know I mean, it's so foreign to me right now that it would be super hot somewhere. Right. Well, it was like mid 80s, uh huh, almost 100 percent humidity, and then no clouds. Okay. Right. Um. So okay, like I wrote on Twitter, I'm not complaining because I know everybody out there is probably super ticked at me for <laughs> yeah. even mentioning this. Right. Um. But I'm super ticked at them for having snow. So there. <laughs> We're even. Right. Um. But we were going to go running with a friend of ours that's done the, the New York Marathon and quite a few other marathons, and he's 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 actually the concertmaster of our orchestra. Okay. And he called us, and he was like, dude, it's too hot, man. He's like, huh. it'll be freaking miserable. Um, And so the, the way that we've always coped with this, like during the summer, is either do treadmill yeah. or just run in the morning uh-huh. when it's cooler or at night when the sun is gone. Yeah. But I had a concert, so we put the runoff by a day. Um, excuses, excuses. Just kidding. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. I gotcha. No, but I'm serious. We've talked about that before. The sun just drains the living energy out of my bones. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember. Um, yeah. So, okay, I'm really sorry, everybody, to complain about that because um, <laughs> I know you're all really mad at me for saying that. But either way, we did our, our nine-mile at night yesterday and then it was perfect sweet so after the sun went down yep 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 so we we went at like six so we or actually we went at like seven and does the temperature change that much or is it just the absence of the sun yeah the the temperature probably goes down like at least 10 degrees okay um during the summer it doesn't yeah but now that it's getting getting nicer and more mild it it totally does okay um plus there was a nice breeze I, i don't know dude just for nine miles and more, I, I need to try my best to try to, you know, have everything line up as best as it possibly can. Yeah. 
you know. And are you are you feeling? I mean, what you were saying at the beginning of the podcast, and then just now that we did seventeen this this week. Uh huh. Are you feeling that? You know, are yes. you because we we never. I mean, we rarely got to this point in the half marathon training. Right oh. now, it's like a different thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, we're totally surpassing what we did in that. I mean, dude, I ran like eight miles once and like 13 miles once or something or yeah. 14, you know, like, yeah, yeah. It's still a fluke that we even finished that. thing. <laughs> I know. And so it really feels like now, I mean, the long runs are a part of the training yeah. instead of, Oh, let's see if I can do this. Yeah. It's, it's making a lot more sense doing two to three short runs mm-hmm. and then one long run. So it's like your whole week leads up to your long run. Yeah. Which is really cool. Like my my concert master friend was like, he he always asks me, hey, just let me know when you're doing your long run. Yeah. And, you know, sometime I'll come with you guys. Um, right. So that's just part of, it's becoming part of our life, you know. Mm-hmm. But it takes a lot of time. Right. And one thing I was thinking yesterday was like, dude, I, when you finish nine miles and you're like, wait, I have to do this again next week, except more. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I know. I, so, I know exactly how you feel. Like it's daunting. Yeah, so it's not like you finish and then you're like, yes, I'm done. You're not. You have to go do it again. For 14 more weeks. Yeah, and then hopefully for the rest of our lives. But but anyways, dude, after Aaron finished nine and a half yesterday, dude, uh-huh. she was like, that kind of sucked. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, you know, we were off and on doing awesome and then okay. Right. We hit that eight mile mark and... I kind of wanted to slow down, actually. Like, yeah. I was just goofing off. And Aaron looked over at me, and she was like, dude, I have to finish this. And we have to do it fast, because if I don't keep going and I don't speed up, I'm going to, like, stop and die. Yeah. Yep. So when she told me that, dude, I felt this, like, surge of, like, I don't know if it was testosterone or energy or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, her saying that she just needed to keep going yeah. gave me this, like, Superman strength <laughs> from the Earth's sun, <laughs> yeah, which is far away at that point. It's probably going over you at that point, but it's gone from here. How come Superman has powers at night? Good point. He he has it in his reserves, like a like in a plug-in hybrid. The other thing I was thinking of is how can he have superpowers when he like flies out of the solar system? Does he anymore? That is super true. Good point. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, that that is a good point because when he gets back to Krypton, he's just like a normal dude, right? Anywhere outside of the the influence of our sun, as far right. as I know. I mean, maybe I don't know as much as I should about Superman. Right. Well, dude, speaking of that, I love that part in Superman Returns. Is that uh-huh. it? Yeah. When he goes up, like he's almost dead, and he like recharges from the right. sun. Oh yeah, that's sweet. That is so cool. That's so a is good that what, is that what you felt like when Aaron was saying that she couldn't go anymore? She needed you to yeah go faster. Yeah, I was like okay, because I I was if I was by myself, I might have quit or I might have just gone super slow and just yeah. But I was like all right, and I like that was like the only point where I was running faster than her to try to just get her to finish. Huh. Yeah. So. It was actually pretty fun. Cool. Okay, so that's enough for me. Um, how was your week, dude? Um, it was it was well, still a little frustrating because of the snow. And again, yeah. I don't want this all always to be about weather since it'll be snowy for the next three months here. Right. Um, but I I got determined after our recording last week mm-hmm. 
that I was going to go out. Um, I, I did a couple short runs in the snow, which were pretty fun, um, but sort of dangerous because you're like slipping everywhere, right? Right. Yeah. Like you're, you're running a really different way when you run uh-huh. on ice and snow. So you're being much more careful and then you lose a lot of speed, of course. Right. Um, plus your feet get really wet <laughs> and it's just like sucky. So I ran my nine mile on my nine mile on Saturday mm-hmm. um, and it was just immediately I was soaking wet because it was about 34 degrees, you know, and so everything was getting a little slushy. Yeah, totally. Um, running on, like we were talking last week, the six inch block of ice, which is over the roads because they don't plow. Right. Um, And then at the end of my, so I ran it really pretty slow. I mean, almost two hours. People can see that on my run keeper. Dude, but congrats on doing it. You wrote that tweet that was like, if I don't do this, stop following me. <laughs> yeah. So I knew I had to go out and do it. The problem was when I got home, my feet really hurt. Huh. Um, and I think it's because I was just running differently, like lifting my legs differently. Yep. Um, so it really reminded me that when you just change your style a little bit, yep. like we talked about this treadmill versus street running, that different parts of your body hurt. But I think it's because like I was kind of avoiding potholes and trying not to slip. And so placing my feet down kind of flatter than usual, maybe. Okay. Um, the, the insoles of my feet, especially hurt super bad and it felt like I'd almost bruised my feet. Dang. Now it could also be that I was running in soaking wet socks and shoes. Right. Yeah. And so I don't know if it was making my feet sore because of that, but, um, I don't know. I I figure, like I've said, I I need to get used to this because this is just how it's going to be. Yeah. Probably until right up to the marathon, I'm going to be training in this sort of conditions. Dang it. This really actually sucks for you. Yeah. I feel bad about that. And so there's this other, there's this other part and I I didn't think I was going to say this, but I think I will. There's this part about midway through the run where I started, I actually thought Anthony has no idea. (laughs) (laughs) I feel, I felt kind of bad. I was just frustrated with everything. Yeah. Um, And I was like, gash, <laughs> He's not going out because it's too hot. He that gets to run by the beach. Beep. He gets to see dolphins jumping. Yeah. I did just see one of those like a couple weeks ago, dude. So I was thinking he has no idea. So I had this kind of moment of misplaced anger, I think. Yeah. Where I was like, <laughs> nobody knows how hard I have it. Right. Totally. I'm at seven thousand feet running through ice and snow. Just imagine how much easier that's gonna make everything. Like you're going through pure adversity training like yeah. all the time. Yeah, that's true. You know, so we're going to get to the marathon. I'm I'm worried that we're going to get to the marathon. You're going to be like, we're very low elevation and it's super nice. And I'm going to be like, yep, that's the way it always is for me. And I suck. <laughs> and you're going to be like, I suck at the high elevation with snow. Yeah. Okay. So, that makes me feel a little bit not as mad at you anymore. Yeah. Because then <laughs> we're going to be at the marathon and I'm going to be like, Steven doesn't even understand. He doesn't understand how easy I had it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which made it harder in the end. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I, I think we'll both be fine. It was just kind of this, you know how it is when you're, like you're saying, going through adversity. Yep. And you're thinking, you're trying to find anything to be mad at. 
So yeah. you got a little bit of the brunt of it there. So sorry, dude. Oh, it, dude, it's all good. Like, dude, sometimes when I'm practicing for like an audition or something, yeah, I'll do that where like uh, get my hands super cold right. and then play excerpts or, huh. you know, like in a really, really cold room and then leave my bassoon there for like 10 minutes completely <laughs> dry and then pick it up and play an excerpt. Huh. You know, it's yeah. it's adversity training, dude. Yep. Well, speak speaking of that, yeah. Um, there's just one other thing I wanted to mention about running this past week, which was okay. like speaking of adversity. Yep. I've been going through a lot of crap this week, and I'm not going to complain. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sucky stuff happening, and yeah. so last night, feeling in particular kind of frustrated and that yeah. sort of thing, right? <laughs> Why world? Why God? <laughs> well, it was definitely a why God moment. <laughs> a little bit more serious than I had just lost at Mario Kart. Right. I was screaming why God. <laughs> yeah. Um so and I had a run right scheduled yesterday. Yep. And I was like, screw that. Yeah. You know what I mean? That yeah. that's the attitude I was in. Uh-huh. And then uh luckily I was self aware enough to realize that those things weren't matching up. And all the things that we had talked about, especially on last time special, about how running has been good for us, not yep. only physically but emotionally. So I got out there and ran, and it really, it really helped a ton. Awesome. J- just remembering and being thankful for the fact that I have started this running thing, and so I have this outlet that I didn't used to have, like we've talked about a lot. Totally. Um, so, yeah, a lot of this anger and frustration and um, hopelessness that I've been feeling this past week was kind of, I just kind of ran it out. I don't know how else to explain it. Mm-hmm. And nothing changed about my life, right? I didn't come back and everything was fixed. Right. But something did change. And I think it was the important thing, which was I was able to release that stress. So I don't know. I just was thankful for that, having this thing that I wouldn't have had a couple of years ago yeah. to kind of uh, run through adversity, yep. kind of, physically literally and metaphorically and it was just a good time and uh made me remember how how good it is that we're doing this thing that's awesome dude that's like uh your the neurons and like the you know pantheons and stuff in your brain (laughs) are just like (laughs) the proscenium arches of your noggin are is noggin a scientific term (laughs) your noodle (laughs) all right totally Yeah, so it was good. So, uh, hard week, but running helps. Yeah, for real. That's an amazing stress reliever. Does Does Jessica do that too? Yeah. Um, it's it's just been all around good for our family. Yeah. And you know, she. I think Aaron probably realizes this too. When when I do go out running, um, I come back different. Oh huh, yeah. And so she really appreciates that about because when I'm stressed out and upset, it's not good for anybody. You know. Right. Does she ever say, like, Stephen, just go for a run. You'll feel better or something like that? We both do. We both yeah. realize this kind of truth about running and about ourselves. Yep. So we're able to kind of call each other out on it. And it's it's a good thing. Awesome. Yeah. Good things. Very good things. And speaking of good things, um, we've got more good things coming. Oh, yeah. Dude, we're going to give the Gomer Nation a Christmas present. In specific, Kathleen uh-huh. was wondering... A good comeback for when people tell her and all of us that we're crazy for running a marathon. 
We're going to do our best, Kathleen. Yeah, so let's go to the runner's corner. But first, a few messages from our listeners. Hi, Gomers. It's Jen Butters here in Utah, and probably my dog's barking in the background. Anyway, I just wanted to wish you and the rest of the Gomer Nation a happy holidays, and I hope you enjoy this little Kurt version of What Child Is This That's Playing in the Background. See ya! How's it going? Um, just thought I'd give you a ring. Um, how are things going? Things going well here. So, are you gonna be coming to Wisconsin this Christmas for a couple weeks or something like that? Hey everyone, this is Chris Calgren from This World Fair, wishing you all a happy and healthy holiday season. corner a very special runner's corner because we're giving the gomer nation a gift yep merry christmas everybody and it came from uh, kathleen's request a couple weeks ago where she was saying that she wanted for christmas a comeback right yeah also stamina but yeah but a good comeback uh specifically for when people tell her that she's crazy for running a marathon so this sort of like underhanded comment slash insult Slash, right. we don't know what it quite is, but uh, she yeah. was wanting a comeback, so we, we thought we'd discuss that a little bit in the runner's corner, right? Yeah, okay, so the first thing I thought to myself, dude, yeah. and see, I wouldn't have the guts to say this to somebody, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but what I thought of was like, dude, you know what's crazy? <laughs> Is that I sat on my sorry A <laughs> for 29 years and did nothing. Okay, like, that's what's crazy, is that I did no physical activity, and my body was, like, limp. <laughs> I was, like, stuck on the couch, and I was depressed and had headaches. That's what's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Because I think I think you have to figure out what the motivation is behind that comment that people are coming at you with, right? Right. Because it's tricky. You, you want to, because what, what your comment would do, if you actually said that, yeah. would be to... What you're actually saying is, and you've been doing that your whole life too, so shut up! <laughs> yeah. So I feel like there's a couple things wrapped up in that sort of comment. And I feel like there's a little bit of jealousy even. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Which is, I wish I was doing that too. And so the right. only reaction people have is, you're an idiot. Right. For doing something like that. Yeah. Why are you wasting your time? You know? Yeah. And so the comeback that you have to have has to be uh, nuanced a little bit, right? Yes. So not, so not what's crazy is that, you know, the muscle tone in my body was barely existent. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Because then I think people would take it as, what are you saying about me? And I know they would. I know people that would take that as, wait a minute. Now, now you've turned it around and insulted me, even though they're kind of insulting you. And so right. the reaction, I think, initially is, no, I'm not crazy. You are. <laughs> right, right, right. It's Yeah. So it, it also shouldn't be like, you know, what's crazy is like my arms would get tired folding laundry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, seriously, I would ache. <laughs> exactly. Oh, so I, I was thinking that you, you kind of have to you kind of have to recognize that what they're saying is true. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I was thinking of the comeback being, um, you know, you're right. It it is crazy. And I do feel a little crazy doing this, but I just got tired of saying I was going to do something crazy with my life and never doing it. So I'm going to run this marathon. There it is, dude. There's the soundbite. So I feel like you have to validate them. You know Uh what I mean? Because it is crazy and we know it's crazy that we're, that we're training for a marathon. That's ridiculous, and it's especially crazy for people like us. And so I'm not surprised when people say that to you and me, you know? Right. Uh huh. Like you guys are. What are you thinking? You're yeah. nuts for doing this. And yep. so there's some validation that needs to happen. You're right. It is nuts. It is crazy. But the crazier thing, which is sort of what you were saying in your comeback, yeah, is that my whole life I've never done anything crazy like this. I've waited mm-hmm. until now to do it. Right. That's even crazier than the fact that I'm doing it. Yeah, like the crazy thing is that we talked about doing something like this a lot of different times. I have wanted to run for years and years and then didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah, don't they say like the definition of insanity, which we could also say craziness, uh-huh. is, is it's something like doing the same thing but expecting a different result. Yeah, exactly. Right? So I constantly wanted to, like Aaron even got me running stuff for Christmas a couple of years ago. Yeah. You know, yeah. The crazy thing is that that we've that I've made running New Year's resolutions for the past ten years of my life, right? <laughs> totally, and never did anything about it, right? So now we're not crazy. We're actually doing something and making a difference and or make making a change, I guess. Yeah, and so I I actually think it's a good conversation starter or continuer when you're yep. at home with your family and people think you're nuts to actually have a conversation that's deeper than. Shut up. Yep. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Uh, but it is hard to have that conversation because usually, like, like kind of like when somebody at Starbucks asks you, so how are you doing? Yeah. What would you like to drink? Right. Just say good. Yeah. And then give them your order. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> so sometimes if they say you're crazy, just say, yep, I kind of am. Yeah. You have to kind of gauge whether or not they want to have a conversation about it. Right. Because then you have a, a, a half an hour conversation. They're like. I didn't actually really care, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's why this thing has to be nuanced, you know? So right, I think, exactly. I think the soundbite works yeah. because um, if they don't want to have a conversation about it, you get to say your piece. Yep. Um, and if they do, it opens it up for more more reflective things about why you're actually challenging yourself to do this sort of thing. So we hope right. that helps you, Kathleen. 
Yay, Kathleen got her own section, dude. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Her own corner. Yep, <laughs> Kathleen's corner. <laughs> oh, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, Gomers. This is John Backup, uh, live from Nuclearis, Wisconsin. <laughs> uh, sponsored by Anthony Georgeson. Uh, have a Merry Christmas. Hey, Anthony, this is Brian Krause and Chad Thompson, and we are huge fans of the two Gomers, so we wanted to call and say Merry Christmas, Gomer Nation, and Happy New Year. Ooh, the Gomers get ultra geeky. Ooh, where's my glasses? One of the best parts about starting a new section is developing a new jingle. Right. <laughs> the thing is, I don't wear glasses. <laughs> but, but it still works that somehow. <laughs> right. So this is our new section. Uh, we're kind of offering this for Christmas a little bit, but we're going to continue this. The Gomers get ultra geeky, as if we're not geeky mm-hmm. enough. But uh, yeah. both of us have so- a couple things that we want to talk about, and so we just decided to make a new section. Yeah. I mean, basically, this section is going to be something that either both of us are interested or one of us are interested in. And our listeners may or may not be interested in. <laughs> right. That's why we put tracks on the podcast so you can just skip past stuff you don't like. Exactly. This may be one of them. But um, both of these uh, kind of things that we want to talk about are Christmas themed, right? So we thought this is a perfect yep. time to start this. You've been mm-hmm. promising your Home Alone dissertation for quite a while. Right. Uh-huh. I think it's been a year. Yeah, more than a year. (laughs) (laughs) But I have just a a small thing I want to talk about real quick before we get to that. Is that all right? Yeah, totally. Okay. Um, My dissertation is this. I would like to suggest uh, that the following, that National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is a sequel to A Christmas Story. Brilliant. Now, now, just hear me out here. Here's why I think this. I think Ralphie Parker from A Christmas Story is Clark Griswold from Christmas Vacation. I think that the same kind of character, right? The kind of the everyman, doofus guy. Yeah. Yeah. Gomers, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Both of them. For sure. Gomers both. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think they both want something throughout the movie, right? Ralphie wants his gun and Clark wants the pool, the bonus check. And then and the red bikini lady, <laughs> red bikini lady, which which leads me to my next thing, which they both fantasize about that throughout the movie. Clark's fantasies uh-huh. are a little bit more mature than Ralphie's, yeah. but still, they both fantasize about it. There's a point at the end of the movie where you think they're not going to get it, but then they do. Um, and just a ton of random Christmas stuff happens throughout the movie. There's no plot except for they want something, right. and it works uh, like time wise. It works too. Like Ralphie and Clark are. In in the the places that they land in the space time continuum, it works. He could be the same guy. Yeah. So totally. that's what I would like to suggest. I actually wrote a, like a twenty page paper on this. I'll spare you the details, but um, <laughs> Ralphie Parker from A Christmas Story is Clark Griswold from uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation as a child. The end. That's it. Awesome, dude. I love it. I think I just blew somebody's mind out there. Yeah, as soon as I saw that on Facebook, dude, I was like, that is brilliant. <laughs> all right, that, that's all. But I'm looking forward to your much long-promised Home Alone dissertation, so let's hear some of okay. that. Okay, yeah, I hope it lives up. The thing is, it's like, 
I actually have so much stuff on this dude. Yeah. So this, I'm thinking a John Williams uh, section of the Gomers get extra geeky is gonna like develop. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Because, like, dude, doing like my little fun little research for this, yeah. I found quite a few awesome things. Okay. So I think this is gonna become a regular, you know, segment every now and then. Sweet. Not every week. Okay. Anyways, so dude. I wanted to get into a little bit of how movie scores happen. Okay. Okay. Basically what happens is like a director often writes and even edits and cuts a movie to music. Yeah. Like, for example, in the movie Star Wars, originally, I believe, George Lucas tried to cut the movie to the planets. Oh, interesting. And it won't work because it's set in its own ways. Yeah. And so, like, you try to make it fit your movie. So, apparently what he did is he asked John Williams to write a piece that sounds like Mars from the planets for the opening sequence. Huh. And so, part of that is why I think so much movie music, if you really know the classical repertoire, is just lifted straight up. Right. Yeah, got it. Of the repertoire. And so I'm going to give many examples over the next months uh-huh. of, like, ripoffs. But, like, another example, dude, would be the movie Die Hard. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you ever noticed, but, like, basically, at least the first one, they actually really did cut up Beethoven 9, right. the last movement, yeah. and just use it in a really cool way. Dude, I love that score. Oh yeah! Like they they do something with the jing, like the jingle bells where they distort the sound throughout that kind of ripped off. Um, it yeah. sounds so cool. Yeah. So I mean, basically, they cut it in a really cool way that like it it just it is Beethoven nine, but he adds things and stuff. Right. What John Williams does is he actually takes pieces and then like makes them his own. Uh-huh. But you know, it's hard to say if that's okay or not. Like, you know. Yeah. So let's get to Home Alone, okay. shall yes, we? Yes, let's do. Okay. <laughs> So the the Home Alone score I don't think is like super epic and sweeping like Hook. Right. You know where the Hook is like a musical. Yeah. It's it that's a great score. It's more like nostalgic and sentimental. Right. Like in earlier trailers of the movie dude, the the score was actually Bruce Broughton. Huh. Who wrote like uh I don't know, lots of stuff like The New Miracle on 34th Street if you want to hear what his Home Alone score might have been like. Okay. Um but dude, I guarantee it wouldn't have been as cool. Yeah. And I believe that Home Alone is as good as it is because of the music. Oh, definitely. Like, I think it adds a layer that is just awesome. I was talking to Jessica today. We were watching Home Alone 2. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the the opening credits, right? And you see John Williams there. And I was like, yep. how did they rope him into two Home Alone movies? But you're, I mean, yeah. it's, it's so good that they did. Because yeah. those movies would be half as good if somebody else had done the score, I think. That's what he's amazing at, dude. Mm-hmm. Is like writing music that's perfect for what they need. Right. You know, mm-hmm. that's perfectly timed. Okay, all of that bringing us to Home Alone and where did John Williams get the inspiration and or when they were making the movie, what were they thinking when they were making it? And then ask John Williams, make something to sound like this. Right. Okay, so without a doubt, much of it is Nutcracker. Oh, yeah. If you were to listen to the opening credits okay. of Home Alone... Right. With Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairies, dude? Yeah. That's exa- Okay, so here it is. Okay, so that's basically the opening to Home Alone. Right. 
<laughs> like, I believe that it's it's more thickly orchestrated. Right. Like, it's totally obvious that when they wrote that, that they were like, um, dude, can you make something that sounds like Dance of the Sugar Bowl Furries? Some nice <laughs> celeste, some clarinet. Right. You know. <laughs> All right, so the next part, dude. Yeah. The, the song called Holiday Flight. Oh, yeah, I love that one. Okay, so here's an example of what it sounds like. R- running through O'Hare. Right. Now, here's where he got the idea for that. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's amazing. It's like the exact same key. Yep. It's the exact same meter. It's like freaking the same. (laughs) So then we've got the B section. Okay. Okay. Do you know, was that Nutcracker or was that Home Alone? That was Nutcracker, I think. Okay. Yeah. So you got the cellos, the winds going nuts. Okay. Here's, here's, here's the uh, B section for Home Alone Holiday Flight. Yeah. Like, just the cellos going nuts, the winds doing the offbeats. Yep. Okay. Now you cut into some Nutcracker again. And then Home Alone. (laughs) I'm starting to get confused. It sounds so similar. (laughs) Okay, here's the last note for the Nutcracker. And here's the last note for Home Alone. (laughs) So I love that crap. That's amazing, dude. Basically the same thing. Okay, (laughs) one last thing. Yeah. You know the somewhere in my memory thing? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Later in the movie, John Williams uses it, but he, like, offsets it. Right, yeah. He uses a theme. Okay, so hook. <laughs> yeah. Right? Okay, now you've got bum 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 Um so then Harry Potter booty doody doody Oh wait wait wait, what is that? No no. Oh man, I was just whistling Schindler's list. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. No no no. Harry Potter is so that's basically it. So at least he rips himself yeah, off. Yeah, he just kept kept ripping himself off the him who ripped right. Nutcracker off. Right. Um and then finally, dude, there's this little tuba part uh-huh. that goes bum bum Okay. So we got Star Wars. Do dee dee diddle do dee do right. <laughs> so I love that crap. So, anyways, there's some random stuff about Home Alone and what I think about it and where it came from. <laughs> Amazing stuff, dude. Only Gomer One would be able to come up with something <laughs> like that. For sure, dude. <laughs> Steve, Anthony, and the entire Gomer Nation, this is Corey from RealRookieRunning.com wishing you and yours a very Merry Christmas and a happy and healthy New Year. Happy running! Hey, Gomers, Merry Christmas. 
it's Ryan. Wanted to call and thank you guys for being so awesome. Uh, you've changed our lives, me and Julie, for the better. Um, can't believe that we've uh, been doing the same thing, running, and um, it was so fun to to run on Thanksgiving and know that you guys were and people were all over uh, that we know. It's just such an interesting thing. I love when you guys say that about what what who are we? You know, I feel the same way. So, uh, me and Julie just want to thank you guys uh, for changing our lives and being so awesome. And uh, we can't wait to see you in just a couple days. So Merry Christmas and Merry Christmas to everybody out there who's been changed by you guys, too. All right. Thanks, guys. See ya. Hey, what you doing running in the Christmas corner there, mate, listening to songs to run to? Ho, ho, ho. in the Christmas Corner slash Songs to Run to hybrid mashup. <laughs> yep. And, dude, I love mashups. Like, I think it's going to be fun. Like, I can't wait. Uh, I hope we don't ever actually do the <laughs> um, Gomer Confession Song to Run to Oh, no, mashup, we're going but... to. Oh, jeez. You're wrong. We're going to. And if not, if not in our last episode, I will reveal your Gomer Confession <laughs> Okay, um, Song to Run to. Yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah we're gonna we're gonna combine these two because our uh, monday survey last week was about music mm-hmm. christmas music and so a lot of people responded about their favorite christmas album whether that was to run to or not i'm not sure like uh bethany said not sure if it's good to run to but my favorite christmas al- album is john denver and the muppets Right. <laughs> um probably not and I, I don't think people were going at the to run to angle on this one they're just kind of listing their favorite albums which was actually pretty cool totally well we've got uh nikki that wrote for the hanukkah celebrators out there songs mm-hmm. in the key of hanukkah by aaron baron cohen brother of sasha baron cohen borat yep <laughs> so actually i've i've never heard that so i would like to listen to it yeah and then a lot of people mentioned uh and this isn't the first time i've heard this this year but the bare naked ladies bare naked for the holidays yeah, I have never heard that at all. Me neither. So, cool. I'm going to have to suggestion. check that one out. Yeah, for, for sure. Real. And then lots of other cool stuff like Bing Crosby, you know, classics yep. like that. Newer stuff like Sufjan Stevens. Um, random stuff like Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't have any Christmas albums, so I'm going with Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon, played backwards. <laughs> Yeah, dude. So a lot of good stuff. And of course, some things we've already mentioned, like Mariah Carey, Amy Grant, all that good stuff. Yep, totally. But one that kept coming up, dude, over and over and over again, Uh uh, is is my album slash song to run to for the last episode here, uh, is the Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, yeah. Featuring Vince Giraldi. Mm -hmm. I just, I love this album, dude. Yeah. Like, it's so good. Like, it, it's just, it's jazzy. It's yep. fun. It's nostalgic. Yep. It's cool. It's zippy. Uh-huh. Uh, actually, not really. <laughs> but it's just cool. And, like, the kids singing are really cute. Yep, definitely. You know, you you imagine the, the little kids on Charlie Brown. And it's with... just their mouths, just the circle mouths, yeah. Yeah, right. I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. Man, such yep. an amazing album. Yeah, it's great. It is, I think it's timeless, dude. Oh, me too. 
you know it's so good um and honorable mention we've already talked about it a lot home alone soundtrack even though i kind of like tore it apart but (laughs) it's still still holding a little bit of its magic oh dude it's it's awesome good stuff um dude i have one honorable mention and that is uh I love Harry Connick Jr. during Christmas. Yep. Um, and I love his Christmas albums, but I actually, my favorite Christmas song he does isn't on any of his Christmas albums. It's on uh, the Harry Met Sally soundtrack. Oh, okay. Um, Which one? Winter Wonderland. He does a piano version of that. It is unbelievable. Oh, nice. Awesome, dude. And so you have to go kind of into a deep cut on that um, movie soundtrack, but you'll find that uh, Winter Wonderland by Harry Connick Jr. Love it. Good job, Harry. Yeah, totally. And speaking of a modern day Harry Connick dude, honorable mention, Michael Bublé. Oh yeah, yep. Um, really cool new stuff. But anyways. Oh shoot, one more honorable mention. Sorry. Um, I was looking for new Christmas music around iTunes. Yeah. The other day, and I kind of ran across this person I never heard of, Jenny Vick. Okay. And she's got some really, really good stuff up. So you got to check her out. Uh, look up Jenny Vick on iTunes, just how you think it'd be spelled. Um, check that out. But my final uh, Christmas song to run to is also pretty obscure. It's a Switchfoot Christmas song. Oh, dude. Um, and it's called Evergreen. Nice. And uh, I've loved it forever. And, you know, I loved it before Switchfoot was uh, was cool. You know what I mean? I mean, they've right, always right, been right. cool, but um, it's very old school. And you can tell very old school Switchfoot, the way their guitars sound and their bass sound. Um, yep. And I'm not even quite sure that that you could qualify it as a purest Christmas song. Okay. Um, but it's been on Christmas albums, and uh, it's got snow in it. Uh, and it's about... Uh, I love the message. It's about um, being evergreen. Which, which What they're saying is that th- they want to be green all year round. And so I love listening to it on Christmas yeah. because you get this f- nice, cushy feeling at Christmas. Awesome. But my goal is that this kind of thing, this kind of attitude goes through the whole year, which sounds sort of cheesy, but not as cheesy when Switchfoot does it. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, John Foreman, he's a he's a great, great writer, dude. Mm-hmm. And has awesome. always been. So it's kind of cool yeah. to listen back to that uh, kind of classic Switchfoot, um, more obscure, Christmassy sort of song and get all um, reflective... It's another great one for walks, but it also works. Uh, this one actually does work to run to. So awesome! Switchfoot Evergreen, good stuff. Sweet dude, great, great songs, man. Yeah. Only like another week and two, week or two to listen to these. Bummer. I mean, by the time this podcast comes out, it'll be several days. Yeah. So enjoy it while it lasts, bro. Hurry up and listen. <laughs> All right, dude. That's it for the uh, Christmas Gomer episodes. Sigh. Totally, man. But uh, we don't have any extra listener feedback because we had the Christmas Corner song to run to talking about uh, our last week Monday survey. Uh And we've been hearing our amazing listeners' voices throughout the podcast. So Yeah. Good feedback. And we wanted to thank everybody who did that. Um, Yeah. it's It's just really special for us, I think, to hear people's voices and... Uh, makes things a little bit more real. Yeah. Every time we get an email like that, it's just, it's like, it's not just words on an email or on Facebook, but it's like personality. Yeah. And, you know, it's just so cool. Yeah. So that was an awesome Christmas present you guys gave us. So thanks a ton yep. for that. 
Um, new Monday survey, though, for next, even though we're going to be gone for the next couple weeks, sort of, um, we do have a new Monday survey we wanted you all to think about and respond to, which is, what is your New Year's resolution? I think we did this last year, didn't we? We did, but um, if you listen back to those, we had very limited feedback on anything we asked people to do. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. And so we wanted to remind you of the two things that we're doing coming up. Um, one is One Last Taste of Christmas next week, which is our Gomer Rewind, Christmas Gomer Rewind, mm-hmm. where we're going back and looking at our favorite parts about last year's uh, Christmas episodes. Some of them uh, make sense, and some of them are insane. <laughs> Yeah, like that Nuggets thing we talk about. <laughs> you will not, if you have not heard our first season, you will not believe this runner's corner that we choose to talk about. It is the most insane thing you've ever heard. Very weird. <laughs> and then uh, following that is our second Gomer special, our, our New Year's special, um, where we're going to talk a lot more about uh, new things, old things. We're going to do a past, present, future thing. We're going to talk about some of these articles that we've wanted to talk about for a long time, right? Yeah, it's going to be good. It's called Two Gomers Get Resolute. And we think people are really going to like it. I mean, I think it's going to be a quality special. Yeah. And uh, donations are accepted for that. Uh, suggested retail price of two ninety nine. But also know that if you do donate during the month of January, at least that SRP, you're going to get a link to a special video thank you from the Gomers. Oh, yeah. At Culver's. At Culver's. And also your name will be entered into a drawing for a free t-shirt and a free tech shirt from Tiki Tees. A free t-shirt and a free tech shirt? We'll do two drawings. Oh, okay, so the person doesn't get both. So we're going to have two winners. Yes, I just made that decision just now as Wonderful. I was talking. <laughs> Perfection, love it. And actually, they could probably just give us like their size and what they want, right? So it's not going to yeah. be like one of those, here's an extra large t-shirt that we threw out <laughs> into the audience. We shot it at you from some sort of cannon. Right. No, it's going to be the perfect fit. So do that, and you'll get. You might end up getting a free T-shirt for only two ninety nine. I know. Um, speaking of T-shirts, I've got an idea for the listener. You know, hey. we're kind of past the deadline right now for Christmas, but Christmas has not happened yet. Right. Um, so if you still want to get a Gomer T-shirt for your loved one, for your child, for yourself by by Christmas, here's what I would do. Ready? This yep. is very technical. Go to the Tiki T's website. Yep. Print out a picture of that T-shirt. Uh-huh. Wrap it up in a giant box so people don't know what it is. Yep, a fooler box. Order the T-shirt. Yep. And then it'll get there later, but they'll know they're getting it. Oh, that is... How many times have we done that, actually? <laughs> I've done that so many times. Right, dude. Last year for Aaron's birthday, as a joke, I did that with a Snuggie. <laughs> But I never even ordered it, and we never even got it. And I did that for Jessica once with a punching bag. Okay. I still owe her a punching bag. All right, so you owe Jessica a punching bag, and I owe Aaron a Snuggie. Maybe they could. Maybe we could get each other's wives that same thing, and they could punch <laughs> a punching bag while in a Snuggie. Right. <laughs> we could get four matching Snuggies, and then go to a high school football game together. <laughs> Good idea. Maybe we could have Gomer Snuggies, dude. Yeah, that's the next step, dude. Gomer imprinted Snuggies. (laughs) We're cuddling up after that log run. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, there's a lot of ways to contact us. Um, Go to our website, twogomers.com. Join our Facebook fan club. 
Just look us up on Facebook and you'll get the survey a day early every mm-hmm. week. Um, follow us on Twitter, Gomer1 or Gomer2. Send us an awesome email or just a regular email at twogomers at gmail.com. Leave us some feedback on iTunes. And don't forget, coming up, the Rewind next week. And then download and donate for the special uh, the week of New Year's. Um, okay, to close, we have some very special messages yep. from uh, four people that are special to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's do it, dude. Hey, Merry Christmas, Anthony. Hey, Merry Christmas to you too, bro. All right, dude, and happy running. This is Gomer 2's wife, Jessica, wishing everyone a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Merry Christmas, Gomers. This is Erin, Gomer number one's wife, and I just wanted to say, whoever would have thought that the two guys who prided themselves in laydown days in college would have been the inspiration to the Gomer Nation. I'm really proud of you guys, and just thanks for all you do. Merry Christmas. This is Jack. And this is Noah. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. You're supposed to say Merry Christmas, Gomers. 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 <laughs> no, I'll say Merry Christmas, Gomers. Merry Christmas, Gomers. I'll say Merry Christmas, Gomer Nation. Gomer Nation. I'll say Merry Christmas, Gomer Nation. Merry Christmas, Gomer Nation. Okay, good job. <laughs> <laughs>